to Single Again. I'm your host, Indy Hickey, and in today's episode, I am interviewing model Yasmin Minovsky. She's not just a model, she is so much more. I can't wait for you to all hear her story. She's inspirational, she gets raw and real, and I'm so honored to be able to have her on my platform. I cannot wait for you to hear her story. So without further ado, let's get into it. I love, I love. Thank you so much for coming on. I have the most amazing guest on today. Her name is Yasmina. <laughs> name is Yaz. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on today. I really, really appreciate having you. It's my pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Sorry to cut you off. <laughs> so she's a model. She's a content creator. She is so, so much more than that as well. And so that's what I want to talk about today. So we're going to talk about a couple of things, but I think essentially societal pressures, your background and your amazing career are the three things that I really want to touch on because I saw that you posted on your story the other day talking about how you're like, I'm in my thirties now. And I love that you were like, I'm 33. And I was like, yes, you're the same age as me, mate. What are you doing? Literally. I don't know how that happened, but hey, I gained another year, so I'm not mad about it. But (laughs) I would love for you to give us a little bit of background on how you got to where you are today and where you came from and all that jazz. And then we could get into the questions, but I think your story is really interesting. So I'd love to hear it from you first. Okay. I don't even know where to start. Just starting with where I am now. So I model full time. I've been doing that for about five years. Um, And I guess the reason I'm even on this podcast is because I am obviously like have some kind of success with my career or whatever. And um, I just think it's really important to talk about where I came from because um, it's really shaped who I am now and getting into the subject of today's episode with, you know, societal pressures of settling down. I think it's just important to explain that. So, yeah, I grew up in Western Sydney and I had a bit of a rough trot growing mm. up. If you had asked me when I was younger, like, where would I be now in my 30s? I wouldn't be able to tell you, honestly. Like, I never always had such anxiety and fear over my future when I was younger because I had no stability. Um, You know, I never was in any kind of sports or had anything really going for me. I was just kind of plodding along doing my thing. So if you had told me when I was like, you know, a child that one day you're going to be this successful model, I would have literally laughed in your face. Yeah. Yeah. I would have been like, there's no way. (laughs) What do you mean? Um, so I think it's really important for me to use my success to really give back to my community and just to, I guess, hopefully it reaches someone that was like me that thought there's like no future, just inspire those kind of kids who really have it rough growing up and just let them know that there's so much more to life than all these barriers that, you know, there's so many barriers growing up out West or growing up in any kind of lower socioeconomical area. Well, we really went in deep fast, no, didn't great. we? No, it's great. And we've landed. And we've landed. Whoa. No, but I think that's really good because I, no. think it, I think in society as well, I know that, I mean, I think when I was in high school, people were saying to me or teachers were saying to me in grade nine, what do you want to do when you leave school? And like, I was fucking shit house in school. I talked too much. I wasn't yeah. smart. Well, I didn't think I was smart because I was taught in a certain way that I didn't know how to, I, I couldn't comprehend that sort of learning style. So I didn't get it. And when I left school, yeah. everyone went to university and I had no idea what I was doing either. So I think it's really nice to yeah. see that you come from a certain place or you're not, or you may not be doing that well in where you are. That doesn't mean that that's going to be your circumstances for the rest of your life. 
literally i have a i have a theory that you know you know me and my conspiracy theory <laughs> you know. <laughs> when you think about it like i feel like the, the government or whatever like there's the school curriculum literally targets these lower socioeconomical areas where you, they know that the parents aren't going to be as educated and they literally shape you to be the working ants of society they say you know get a trade that's your benchmark if you get a trade you're doing good if you can start your own business matt you're doing amazing but you know that's not the same context that you get out in north sydney mossman area surely you know so even that alone even coming from a good family and having all of that that's limitations in itself um, me, however, I grew up in housing commission in Blacksland, which is the lower Blue Mountains. Um, and we were the only housing commission house in the whole area by a couple of others. But within my um, little suburb, we were the only housing commission house. So you can imagine like going to primary school, going to high school, really Anglo populated schools. Everyone was fairly well off, if not, you know, working class. But even to me back then, working class was like, you're rich. Like, yeah. you have a car with aircon. Yeah. You're rich. <laughs> you're like, you know fucking what I mean? made it. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. So I think me growing up, even though I did have it hard, but later in life I realised I didn't have it as hard as so many other people. Um, but in that context, I really was the runt of every litter, every situation, every classroom, everything you know, and my parents were fighting their own battles. My mum was addicted to drugs for most of my childhood and adolescence. Um, my father's an alcoholic. Um, they split up when I was about 10 years old. And my older sister moved out to, with her dad down in the city. Um, and then it was just me and my little brother. And then my little brother, when my mum started getting really heavy on drugs when I was around 13, 14, um, my dad took my little brother and I was left with mum. And so from a young adolescent age all the way up into adulthood, I looked after my mom as as best I could, but I wasn't looked after. So I was forced into adulthood at such a young age and I had to see things that I, I wish people never have to see. You know, some of the things that I was exposed to is horrible. No child should ever see that. But I think because you're, you're forced to grow up so fast, you think it's normal. Yeah. Well, you actually know it's not normal because all your friends around you are living these lives, you know, like they're going to sports on the weekend, their parents are picking them up from school. And, you know, then I started falling into a really rebellious um, teenage years and the rest of it. Um, and that's when I kind of started heading down Western Sydney area and then hanging out with those crowds and you know, if anyone listening to this podcast knows me and knows me from high school, you guys know. If you had a seen me in high school, where did where, where do you think Yasmin's going to end up? They would say in housing commission, in jail, seven baby daddies, a healthcare card. Yes, like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what people expected of me. So that's some like context into um, where I came from. Where was the turning point for you? Like when you when you moved away from Western Sydney, was that a real struggle for you to move away from your mum? And did you almost feel like you were leaving that or were you just so, or was it like I need to get myself out of this situation? Was there a push and pull there? I think there always has been. So despite everything going on around me, I had no stability. There was a point where our house was actually boarded up and um, 
my mum was living, you know, in friends and I was living with friends. I was in shelters. I was hanging around, you know, the Penrith girls at Penrith Station, drinking at the taxation office, um, all that kind of stuff. And the one thing I always did, I always went to school. So all my friends, you know, they dropped out of school, year nine, um, year 10, and we'd go out, you know, we'd sneak into the nightclub to embassy yeah, on a Wednesday yeah. night. <laughs> And then we'd do, there was another nightclub thing on on Thursday night, but I would always get up and I'd go to school. No matter where I woke up, what state I was in, I always knew that this was just temporary Um, because I didn't didn't have any other like supportive network around me. So I took what I, what I needed from those people and, but I knew I'd never fall down that path. So I never like used drugs. I didn't get involved in like the crime. Like my friends were going to jail and stuff like that. So I always knew that there was something more for me. So I always consistently was working towards it. I didn't know how I was going to get it or where it was going to come from. But one, there was one night in particular that I think I still think about it all the time. And I think this is the actual pivoting moment. Um, I remember I was going to leave school in year 10, like it was coming around to the end of the year. Back then you didn't have to do your HSC. So if you didn't know what you wanted to do, if you didn't want to go to uni, you just left in year 10 and you got a trade and whatever. That's how it was back then. So I'm like, yeah, I hate school. I always had a big one with authority. So I was like, can't wait till I get out of school. And then I remember like waking up one day and I was like, why aren't I going to year 12? Like why? I literally thought that I wasn't even deserving of it. Like it was just not even an option for me. And I just thought, why? I've got nothing better to do. Like, why not? I ended up actually dropping out of year 10 for other reasons. I took a year off and I fully came to my senses and I was like, this isn't a life for me. I know I'm destined for something. I don't know how I'm going to do it but I'm going to do it. And at that point I was pretty much homeless. Um, I was living with friends and stuff like that. And I took myself back to my original high school, which was Blackson High, because I was at Kingswood High School before. And I took myself as a 16 year old girl to the school office, knocked on the door and I was like, I want to have a meeting with the principal. I want to come back and I want to do my year 11 and 12. And they had expelled me back in year nine. They knew I was nothing but trouble. They wanted nothing to do with me. But I think the fact that I took myself there showed a lot of initiative and a lot of courage. And they just knew that I was serious, which I was. So I enrolled into my year 11 and 12 and I had to go in the year below me. So these are kids that I had grown up with and all of a sudden I'm in their year. And I mean, I copped it. I did because when I was younger, I was a, I was a little shit, you know, I would get into fights with kids and stuff and people were always scared of me, but that's the front I always had to hold. I knew I was never going to fit in any other way to be passive and that anger was coming from so many places. But I just kept my head down. I went every day. Some girls are nice. Oh, you know, you should hang out or do you want to come to the plaza after school? And I was like, nah, like I'm just here to do my school and leave, honestly. And I was a loner, like I would just go do my work and I did, I ended up graduating. And then from there, I was like, why stop here? I'm going to take myself to uni. Yeah, good on you. (laughs) So yeah, went to uni, I got my Bachelor of Entertainment Business Management and then um, 
worked in hospitality for a bit and then modeling came along. <laughs> Honestly, it's funny because I've known you for so long, but I haven't known the this this side of you. And it makes so much sense now why you are such a, an incredible businesswoman. Because I've always watched you from that Thank side you. and I've been like, oh shit, she just has such a good hustle. Do you think that mm. everything that you've been through has literally built, you know, having to have that hustle, having that backbone, being on your own and being like, this is it. And this, I have to go ahead and make these, make these connections. And it's all on me. Do you think that's made you who you like the businesswoman who you are today? 110%. Even though my childhood was shit, I don't even re- recall having a happy childhood. I would not change it for the world because every struggle I've had has made me who I am today, made me a fighter, made me a hustler, made me strong. Like I feel untouchable now. Nothing could break me. You know what I mean? And a lot of girls that get into modeling so young, I can understand why it breaks them because they've never had people tell them they can't do something. They haven't had people say like ever suffered rejection. So I think um, going into this industry with such a strong backbone has been the biggest blessing. Um, and also at a later stage because I didn't start modeling till I was 25. So I'll always remember who I am and where I'm from and that's who I am. And I'm not, I'm not afraid to say it. And um, I think at this point in my career, it's what I really want to focus on is actually giving back to that community. And, um, but yeah, 100% it shaped me and made me, um, a bit of a boss bitch. You are, you are. Absolutely. <laughs> you are a boss bitch. When you when you when you started stepping into that modeling scene, did you did you have coming from where you were, did any of those insecurities creep in being like, oh, you know, because the modeling world is this, you know, a lot of the girls that get into it already come from a status or their influences and all that kind of stuff. When you stepped into that world, was there any insecurity in you that we went, oh shit, is this really for me? Or can I do this? Or were you just like, yeah, let's fucking do this thing. Like, let's try this for size. A, a, a bit of both. Yeah. So I was never secure. Yeah you know, in all aspects, yeah. let alone myself. Even that was the last thing I was bloody worried about. Yeah. You know, I'm like, do I have a roof over my head? Do I have food in the fridge? Like, <laughs> so I was really insecure. And um, I think it actually brought out more insecurities in me because not only was I having to present myself, yeah, you know, in a studio and then see my images go out, um, I was also, you know, like being surrounded by people I'd never rubbed shoulders with before. You know, you meet so many different people that come from all different backgrounds. And um, back in the day, I wouldn't even think I was worthy of these people's time. You know what I mean? I thought every, I was constantly like, felt like people look, looking down on me, looking down on me. And I'm like, I want to prove you wrong. Yeah, you know. Sure. And so to finally be like rubbing shoulders with these people, that made me insecure too. So it was a lot to overcome, um, but that other side of me kicked in and was like, fuck these guys. Do you know what I mean? And I was like, I'm the one being paid. Like, here, I'm here making money. They're taking photos of me. They love me. Like, get over it. This is who you are now. And then that's when, for the first time, I felt like all those feelings or that weight on my shoulders was finally gone. You know, like I was like, I'm a, I'm a, it's okay to take up space. It's okay to talk to these people. Um, you know, it doesn't matter where you're from. They don't know your past. 
And that was a really, that was a really cool feeling. I love that. And to be fair, you're one of the first people that made me feel comfortable in that industry. Cause even when I stepped in, I was just oh, really? a fucking weirdo, man. I am a weirdo. You know that. Like I'm an absolute weirdo. <laughs> and I would just come out and be like, Hey guys. And everyone would be like, Oh, not her again. <laughs> like for fuck's sake. <laughs> and you'd be like, she's weird, but I like her. I was like, yeah. No, and like, you were like, you're like the sun shining into the studio every time you walk in. <laughs> But when you were saying before about, um, you know, not having a lot when you were growing up and, and now when it came to modeling, you were like, you know, I need to make sure I have a roof over my head and stuff like that. I'd love to talk about the societal pressures that you felt along the way, because as women and we're getting into our thirties, it's, you know, the questions are always, Oh, when are you having a baby? When are you getting married? All that kind of stuff. Instead of focusing on, Oh my God, you just did the biggest Nike campaign. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> Which she actually did do yeah. a fucking huge Nike campaign. Everyone. So <laughs> I would love to talk about that. And do you feel that pressure to have the kids and the marriage? And when do you feel like that started happening for you? Um, I think I put that pressure on myself, um, before modeling, just having always wanted to crave stability. And, you know, I think any girl, when you, you when you're 17, you're like, oh yeah, I'm going to have my first kid at 25. And then well, I get married at 25, have a kid by 26, by 30, I'll have all the threes. I'll have the marriage, the, the house and the kids. And then you get to that age, you're like, hell no. Like, <laughs> I am not ready for that. I'm a kid myself. Like, so I obviously had those same feelings that everyone has. Um, but in terms of pressure from everyone else, I mean, it's hard for me because my family are literally just happy that I'm thriving. Like if my mum had come to me and said, you need to get married, you need to buy a house. I'll be like, um, why don't you fucking look in the mirror? Okay. <laughs> Before you come and judge me. No, I love my mum. Me and my mum have a really good relationship now. Um, and everything so yeah my mom and my dad are both just happy that I'm doing what I want to do yeah so I was actually just talking to my dad two days ago and I was telling him about a, a shoot that I was on and he's like oh yeah so and how's your day job and I'm like, I'm like that is my day job I'm like do you even know what I do and he's like mm, not really like, so I feel like my parents just, for them, you know, as long as I am thriving and, and seem to be doing well, they're happy for me. But I mean, they all, there's always the snarky remarks like, oh, I want to be a grandfather or, you know, when are you going to have kids and stuff like that. And I think what a lot of people don't realize is that I'm actually doing, I'm being selfish right now and working on myself to better my future, to better my children's future so that they don't have to go through what I went through. Yeah, but, you know, you get it from the most random places. Like my neighbour randomly just started chatting to me at the letterbox and is like, you know, you're not getting any younger. And I'm like, yeah, well, I'm not getting any richer either. Yeah, <laughs> and you're like, like and also <laughs> Botox keeps me young, so I am getting younger, yeah. thank you very much. <laughs> Fuck off. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, so I, I do feel those um, pressures, but I guess because of where I'm from and stuff, People are just happy to see me thriving. So I guess I'm lucky. I have moments too where I'm like stressing. So I'm like, I don't have time. I want to achieve all this stuff. But I also want this. And I'm always in two minds about, you know, do I want a little studio apartment or do I want the big house and the, 
and everything and start to settle down. Like I'm in always in two minds because part of me is craving stability. The other part of me is trying to build the future that I've always dreamt of. So I don't know if you have a similar thing, but I came from a small town and no, so every single one of my friends has a house, has the car, has kids. They are settled down and they are, they are safe. I guess the best word is and where I've sort of chased my dreams or chased a career for this long. And now I don't really have that safety. So that when I do look back at them, I'm like, Oh, I w-, like, sometimes I get a bit like, Oh, I wish I had that. But then I have to remember I, I left, you know what I mean? Like I left yeah, that. So obviously 100%. I didn't want that, but then you do look at that. Do you have that at all? hundred percent. So a lot of people I went to high school with, are, you know, they were boyfriend, girlfriend in high school and they're married and have kids now. And they, I feel like they've never left. They've bought houses in the same suburb that we used to live in. Um, so, yeah, it's funny to see. But, you know, some people do crave that. They just want to feel safe. And I guess from a psychological point of view, I could have taken that route and just wanted that safety. But because of the situation I've been put in and given this platform and being blessed with this career, I'm like, I can't just let that go. You know, I could have settled down years ago and being like, you know, this will do, you know, but I really feel like I have so much more that I want to do. This is just the start. Like you don't even understand. I I have so many things I want to tick off and you really do start to hustle more when you're older, you get more pressure from everyone about settling down, but you also have the time restraints on you because of, you know, you, you obviously do want to start a family, but you can't wait till you're like 45, <laughs> you know, there's a certain time limit. Um, so you're really trying to hustle hard to get, tick those boxes, create and set up your future and your life. Also do it within a time that is going to allow you to reproduce. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. How important is it for you to have a supportive network around you? Or because of how you've grown up, do you have a mindset of, no, I need to do this all on my own? I'm very much a one man band when it comes to everything. And I think that's a part of, you know, I've always, I've been the one to bring myself where I am. I really honestly do not have to thank anyone because I know I've got here on my own. My sister did help me get into modeling, which, you know, I'm super grateful for. Um, But, you know, all the hard work and everything came on my own. Um, But it is obviously important to have a supportive network. And I'm grateful that, my family are just happy that I am successful because I guess, you know, a part of them didn't expect it. I didn't expect it. And the fact that I've just, you know, really taken it on so strongly, um, I really have to live up to that and I have to succeed. It's a Capricorn thing. Like I can't, I always, I've always, I've got to be productive. I've always got, you know, I really want to make something of myself. Um, and to give back to my network as well. Like, absolutely. It's not just about you anymore. It's about showing younger versions of you that they can absolutely do it too. 100%. And, you know, there's no one out there saying that to them. Well, not enough. Mm. And if they are, there's these motivational speakers who know nothing about the way they've been brought up. So honestly, out of all of this, if I can just help my community and people that were brought up the way I was, just as a bit of inspiration, like my job's done. Like I'm so happy with that. I love, I love. So let's talk about you taking over the world one photo shoot at a time. Oh. <laughs> I would love 
for everyone to know how you got into modeling? Well, I was actually, my sister is a photographer. My sister and her husband have a photography business and they, they're not in fashion. They do more, you know, commercial stuff. Anyways, I was, she asked me to come and babysit my godson, my nephew at a shoot. And I was like, yeah, sure. I'll come down. And so I'm just sitting there with my godson and then I was talking to the makeup artist um, and she's like, you know, you should really get into modeling. And I was like, oh, thank you. But no fucking way. Um, I'm like, you're so, you're so kind white lady. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you don't know who I am, but thanks. And, um, <laughs> and then she was like really persistent. She's like, no, seriously. Like I have contacts in, um, the modeling, you know, with some modeling agencies and, we should do a shoot. Your sister can shoot it and I'll come along and I'll direct it and help you like with your hair and makeup and show you what to wear and all this stuff. And I was like, Oh yeah, cool. Like sounds good. And then she took my email and then like two days later, she emails me. She's like, Hey, so do you want to do this shoot? And I was like, this, this lady is serious. Like what? So, um, I was like, okay. So we teed up a day we went to my sister's house and she did my makeup. And I remember being like the weirdest thing because I was into the whole block brows, the, the, the foundation, everything. And she did this really pared back natural makeup. And I remember thinking, this is disgusting. I look like I just woke up. Like, what's the point? And I actually look back on those first photos and I'm like, wow, beautiful. My skin looks beautiful. Like amazing makeup. And it's funny. Like at the time you think, what the fuck? You're like, this so, is disgusting. Um, Get me out of here. Yeah, I'm like, um, I don't want to do this. <laughs> so we take some photos and then she emailed them to Bella management. And literally the next day I get a call from Bella and they're like, can you come in tomorrow? We want to meet with you. And I was like, what? I was like, okay. I was so scared. Like you have no idea. So I drive down to bloody Manly from Penrith <laughs> um, and I had a meeting with them and they were like, we'd love to sign you. And I was like, are you sure? <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> do you mean? Are you sure? Um, and I was actually, I was about to go on a, my first overseas trip. I'd saved up. I was working at a pub at the time, saved up. And we were going on this big American trip, uh, my brother and my boyfriend and I. And I signed and then I went on the trip like that next week. And when I got back, Bella had pushed out to all the, to all the clients we have a new face, you know, she's coming from America, which well, is in America right now, but she'll be back in like four weeks. So obviously amazing clients excited, you know, yeah. they really use it to their advantage. And um, honestly, when I got back, there was one job and then two and then three and then four. And I had a full-time job at the time. I was a manager at the, at the pub and I think it was about three months in and I had to, give up my full-time job and make the biggest decision of my life. And I'm like, am I going to do this for real? Because I was getting, you know, taking all my annual leave and calling in sick just to go to like, to castings and go to jobs. And it's so hard to manage at the start. And my agent was like, you know, when you hit the ground running, if you've got this momentum, you've got to take it. But if it's not what you want to do, then that's fine. But if you really want to do this, you've got to make the call because you have to be available. Yeah. So you've been in the industry how long now? I think it'd be coming up to six years now. Six years. How has yeah. it changed over the years? Oh, it started when I started, I feel. I mean, it was it was there. It'd been there. But, you know, you'd only see curvy girls in, like, 
big W catalog or best and last, you know, it, it was never, a, yeah, it was never a fashion base. It was always like a much more mature um, clothing brand. Um, but I feel like when Shopo started Curve, that's when I started. And I feel like that was the, like, you know, the explosion, the big bang moment where it all kind of, in Australia anyway, I mean, it had been happening overseas, but Australia's always like 10 years behind. Yeah, I remember looking, I remember the first time I ever saw you was on Shopo and I was so fucking excited because they were now showing a representation of clothes that I could buy. It was yeah. huge. I was like, oh my God, wait, she's got big boobs and and that or that dress covers her bum and all that kind of stuff. And it was mm. a huge move from Shopo, I must say. It was, it was, and it was a huge move for my career. Like being with yeah. Shopo at that time, I feel like really is what set me apart and really elevated my career from the start. So yeah, they were the first brand to do size six to 20. You know, if you have a size eight, bestie and you're a size 18 you guys can wear the same outfits that had never been done before you know and it was such a big thing and there, there was articles being written about Shopo and I was in all these things and it was a huge thing and I didn't know what was happening like when I think about that time I was working at Shopo like three days a week they were just shooting and shooting and shooting and churning this this shit out to everyone and everyone was eating it up and loved it and then after that, Ali, um, Ali Fashion started their curve range and then I became the face of that. And I remember when I went in for my first shoot, they had like five items. Even the pants I was wearing were from Kmart. The stylist brought them in. They didn't even have pants yeah. yet. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. But they were just so keen to like do the same thing. So um, they started and they turned into you and all. And then, you know, before you know it, everyone's blowing up. Everyone's doing it. Because- Choco, good on you, man. <laughs> I know, yeah, totally. Shopo, I feel like they set it up for, for Australia. They were the first ones. That, everyone knew it. Everyone knew it. Everyone knew what they needed to do. No one did it. Shopo did it. They took the risk. And I feel like that brand really just, you know, had it was all eyes on Shopo. Every brand was looking at what Shopo was doing and copying it in some way. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, this isn't an ad for Shopo, by the way, but if they do want to get oh. an ad on here... <laughs> What are your biggest ups and downs when it comes to your career? Oh, there's so many. I mean, the ups are obviously getting to work with these amazing brands and just thinking, what the hell am I even doing? <laughs> you know, and seeing yourself on these on these storefronts and all of that stuff, like that, that'll never get old. I always freak out every time I see myself. Um, so that's really cool. But there's a lot of downs. There really is. Like I've lost people in my life from my success um you know people just don't understand it or they Hmm. I guess are jealous and don't want to admit it um and that that's not coming from like a cocky perspective it's it's true like yeah people just don't they think you've changed and one of the things I've always wanted to do is really stay who I am be grounded be humble be kind so important to me so anyways um so that's been a a bit of a down and I actually went through a really rough time because it all happened so fast you know you go from this really insecure girl to working in this industry where your whole your body's on show everything's on show and then 
people see it, girls see it, they start following you and they're like, oh my gosh, you inspire me so much. And I remember at the start that really freaked me out. And I was like, what do you mean I inspire you? Like, I'm not even confident myself, but when I, modeling taught me to be confident. Now I'm just glad that it helps other women become confident. And that's what I was like, okay, this is what, this is giving me purpose behind what I'm doing. Um, so that's a good, that was, that's like an upside of it. Um, really like helping the whole, this whole community of women who just feel like they don't, they're not represented. What's the job you're most proud of so far? A lot of them. Like, I think the Nike one was big for me because it was one of my dream clients. Huge. And that was really, I felt myself in that um, because I do like, you know, weight training and I, I could be aggressive, but sexy. And um, I really liked that shoot because of that, because I could just show myself. And I, I like, I like shoots where I can really show myself, where I can be myself because modeling's mm-hmm. like acting, you know, you put yeah, on this is. outfit <laughs> yeah. and you have to be like, okay, so now I'm Jody from Byron Bay or, yeah. um, Svetlana. I'm, yeah. <laughs> or I'm like Diane from Bondi, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You've you yeah. got to have these different personas all the time and really envision who you are. So whenever I get to just be myself and feel cool and feel like my own personality, that's really cool. But some, I think being in, on a billboard in LA was really cool. That was for Meshki. That was a pinch me moment. I went to Coachella with Shopo. And I did another campaign over in Barcelona, which was really cool as well. Just being like flown overseas for the for a photo shoot. I was like, how is this my life? Like, how did I go from housing commission to flying on the other side of the world for a photo shoot? Like crazy. To walking in Miami swim week. Oh yeah. Sorry. I forgot about that. Miami swim week. That yeah. was a really big highlight. That was also my first ever runway. So, so it cool. was a big one. And I hope to be doing it again this year. So Yeah, 100%. I think you will. And I think – so you've been signed in America now as well, haven't you? Yeah, I'm currently working on my visa. Um, I really just want to tick that box off. And I think from there I'll kind of stop modelling as much as I am now because I really want to focus on other things now and start businesses and be more of an entrepreneur and start giving back to my community. And um, I'm really excited for the next couple of years. Uh, my next question is exactly that. What is your next career move? What is, what are you, what's the next move for you? What are you excited about? What What's next for you? Well, I want to go to America so I can be yep. an international model, but there's so much I want to do. There's so many businesses I want to, I want to do. I want to open. Um, I, I literally think every day of all the things that I can do and I'm just going to do it all, you know, going back to that young kid that was like, why can't I go to year 11 and 12? Why can't I go to uni? I'm like, why can't I start this brand? Or, you know, I want to start my own brand. I want to start multiple businesses. I want to open a cafe. I want to, like, there's so many things that I want to do. Now I'm just in the hardest part of my career, which is really working for myself, starting my brand. Because it's actually it's actually been really easy up until now. Everything's kind of been done for me. So I'm not about to just leave that behind. It would don't get me wrong, it's bloody hard work <laughs> to get myself here, but I'm really excited for the next chapter in my life. You can expect big things from me. What's something that you would say to those kids that are from the same background as what you've come from or someone that's struggling or doesn't feel like they could amount to anything? What's one piece of advice that you would give to those kids? I think for me, I always had a lot of fear. So I'd say just don't be scared. 
don't be scared of talking to people you think don't want to listen to you. Don't be scared to take up space. Don't be scared to take risks. Don't be scared to better yourself because, you know, out there it's like if you're doing good out there, it's hard to to manage that when people around you aren't. People are always bringing you down, dragging you down to their level. So I'll just, I'll just say don't let that fear get in the way of whatever you want to do. Um, but the biggest thing is just having confidence in yourself. You've just got to really dream. I know it's cliche, everyone says it, but you really have to dream big out there because we don't even know the dreams that we could have. It's that, that's the scope of it, you know. We've really got to think outside of what we're told. So dream big, don't be scared, take risks, hustle, and just work on yourself, focus, and um, just stay on the right path. As long yeah. as you're on the right path and you're taking baby steps you're on the right track and you will end up somewhere good yeah so yeah yeah if you had 10 seconds with your younger self what would you tell her I would just tell her like everything's gonna be okay (laughs) I think I was always just worried about my future like I I always just felt like no one believed in me so I'd, I'd tell her that I believe in her and that you're gonna be something really amazing so you don't need to worry. Everything that you're going through right now is going to make you this strong, independent career woman, you know, like all the things that you've ever wanted. It's all happening now. And everything that you're going through is just making you stronger and building you into that person. So I'll just tell her that she's going to be safe one day. Yeah. And I would tell her, don't worry if kids are laughing at what you're wearing at school, because one day people will be asking you for your clothes. Ah. <laughs> people are so ruthless. You could be at a funeral and someone be like, oh my God, RIP. But also where'd you get your skirt, babe? Looks yeah, really cute. Are you okay? I'll be like trying to be all vulnerable in my stories and be like, so guys, you know this happened. They're like, where's your jumper from? I'm like, fuck you. Fuck you, bro. <laughs> Oh my like, God. Next time, the story? I'm, Fuck I'm you, just going to put my face and no clothes in my story. They'll probably be like, where's your blush from? I'll be like, <laughs> it's fine. I get it. I get it. I'm just a product to you. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for coming on, Yaz. This has been so, so much fun. I've absolutely loved it. Let everyone know where they can find you. So like Instagram, yes. all that jazz. So I'm on Instagram. It's Yasmin underscore Minovsky, TikTok Yasmin dot Minovsky. Or you can find me in the hood. No. <laughs> <laughs> or you can find me on the streets. <laughs> <laughs>